What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Grind Podcast, where I talk hunting, entrepreneurship, and the daily grind what it takes to earn success. I'm your host, Eric Van Workham. This podcast is presented by Mountain Tough Fitness. Um, you can get a you can get a free month off using the Muley Freak code. Um, you get a free month off plus a 14 day subscription. That's six weeks free um, of amazing uh, back breaking puking fitness listen there's all types of levels actually their new app you can actually look at the the program and see the difficulty level it's hard but it's meant to be hard because the mountains are hard any comments on that <laughs> yeah you don't you don't have to just go straight to puking but yeah <laughs> and we don't want to scare you off if yeah you're, if, if you're not doing mountain tough you're a pussy Right now, I'm doing um, the MGDs plus their mobility. Mobilities to I I'm really stiff and I have terrible flexibility. So, I'm doing their mobility program and I've loved it so far. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm going to start the preseason 2.0. Um, but there's I don't know. The, the, it's really good if you're limited on time, have a young family. Um, a lot of these things you can do workouts in your own home. I'm working on setting up my garage so that. Uh, I can do these programs because now that I have six children, four and four years old, I don't really have time to make the back and forth commute and then work out at the gym. Just being honest, like my life's getting insane and I've got to try to, um, I've got to try to consolidate some of the things I do and also, what's the word? Be just be more efficient with my time because I don't have a lot of time anymore and, uh, work out, working out is a big part of my time. It's also a part of my profession and it's, important that I'm on in tip top shake. So segueing over to that, but first off, I'm going to beat this in your head. Mountain Tough Fitness is awesome. You should do it. Muley Freak will get you six weeks free. Try it out. Uh, we'll include a link in the podcast description too. Um, definitely, definitely try it out. Now, segue into that. We did a Mountain Tough workout last Friday at the Hunt Expo in Salt Lake City. The boys from Bozeman came in town. It was Bozeman meets Salt Lake City. We, I don't know, rented out a, a rec center. And we did body weight stuff. How was that, Aaron? That was horrible. It was terrible. Terrible. Terrible in a good way. And it, it was when awesome. You, when you sweat together, you bond together. It was incredible. A lot of cool guys. Sam Davis was there from Wyoming. Uh, he's a killer. Great dude, too. It's first time meeting him. Super nice guy. There's some born primitive guys there. Um, and then just people from the community and people from Bozeman and people from all over that just wanted to get after it. And Sarah abused us. Yeah, and you know when Tyler says that he can barely walk the next day, it was tough. Because Tyler, for the next three days, texts me every single day, still can't walk, still can't walk, can't bend over. <laughs> That's when you know it was tough, because yeah, Tyler's a tough sucker. So what did we do? We did uh, suitcase, we did two. I got it right here. So as a group of five, um, we did a 1,000 lunges, and then we did, what's 60 times five? 300? Um, 300 suitcases and 300 burpees. So I personally did 200 total lunges, 60 suitcases, 60 burpees. But every six minutes, the buzzer goes off and you have to run two laps. Run two laps. Around the gym. And after we did that, my I couldn't even run those two laps. <laughs> like my so legs were dead. The last two or three runs around the gym were terrible. Yeah. So then after you completed that as a group, you went to half court and <clears> you did bear, bear crawls from hell. Yeah. On a towel. But before we go any further, we got Sheriff Patey here. We got Aaron. Sorry, I didn't introduce them. I'm your host, Eric Van Workham. <laughs> uh, the sheriff's here. He got a pass, though, because his back was owie. It's actually feeling better now from 
the week of moving around of Hunt Expo. I think it just got popped back into place or something. You just had too many edits to do. So you stuck at the computer. I must have been sitting too much. I don't know. But no, you as I noticed, if you lifted some heavy stuff before that, yeah, and but then if you like start not moving and not doing anything, it doesn't seem like it gets better. You have to stretch and be kind of active, or it just keeps it doesn't doesn't get better. Yeah, just sitting around, it didn't get better. Yeah, you get you got, and here's what you have to do once you get a little older. Now that you're twenty nine, twenty nine in two days, in two days, <laughs> you do. Do you have to strengthen your lower back? It has to yeah. be a priority. Seriously, otherwise, yeah. I got to the point where I was. When I had back-to-back surgeries, I'd step off the curb and my back would go out. Ooh. Yeah. Like just pain, stepping off the curb. Yeah, back pain is not fun. No, it's not fun. It's horrible. Yeah. But so. anyways, back to that workout. So my team, they split us up into teams of 11. I had me, Tyler, uh, born primitive dude, uh, another gentleman who was awesome, and then Weston from Mountain Tough. We had a pretty solid team. Like, And then you were coming to our team, and then and Sarah's like, no. You can't be here. Yeah. That's not fair. But we got fourth out of 11, which was pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, And what was cool is it was a team-oriented thing, so we'd we'd hop in. If, say a guy was struggling on suitcases, which is like these crunches, prone, I guess, back down into a crunch, both legs at the same time. Anyways, we were able to – it was a team-oriented thing. So you'd if you finished yours early, you would go in and count yours towards your total, and you didn't want to be last. That was the thing. You didn't want to be last. And so, yeah, we, we did those, you know, we got over to the towel pushes and those bear crawl towel pushes, sliding uh, a, a gym towel across the floor in a bear crawl. And then when you get, it's half court. So you do half court and then you do five, five jump lunges, f- jump squats. Or, yeah, that's what I meant. Five jump squats and then bear crawl back. It was horrible. It was literally horrible. I'm like, I'm not going to get through this. And then again, six Sick. minutes went by, buzzer went off. You had to run circles again. So, I don't know. Tell me about your team. Your team, you had some younger guys. It was a little tough. We had a a 16-year-old. We had an older guy. The older guy was tough. Um, and then we had Hunter Montgomery, who is our buddy Devin's friend. And He's uh, a professional farrier from Boise. Dude's a cowboy. He's yeah. a cowboy, and he's a beast. Yeah, he's tough. He's a he's offensive tackle. He's a five-foot, nine-and-a-half offensive tackle, to give you an idea what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's probably more like a center. He should probably yeah, be Yeah, a he's center. more like a center. He, imagine a better-looking Jason Kelsey. That's, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, exactly. That's Hunter with a great personality. He, he said he wasn't sore. Well, I don't, dude, he's, he's, he's the only one that wasn't dude, complaining. He had tree trunks for legs. <laughs> Literally. And he bends over all day long. Yeah, his upper body was sore. Day. His lungs were hammered, yeah, but his he, legs were good. My that's legs. what I noticed. His his cardio was, and lungs were struggling. Well, when I looked over at you a day, the day after the expo, you looked like you had an apple between your legs. Oh, yeah. I could Couldn't barely even walk. walk. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, you're not sore. And I then went to bend over, and I almost fell over. I wasn't <laughs> sore walking, but I went to bend over, and I couldn't bend over. And then we had a gal from uh, Born Primitive as well. She, and was, she was tough. She was tough. She was really tough. You know what's funny? You remember how Randy, I was teasing Randy Newberg, how he's walking at SHOT Show? Yeah. That's exactly how you were walking. <laughs> walking oh, yeah. It was, it was, I hey, was sore. folks, Randy Newberg here. Yeah, I was. Really nice guy. So do you guys, nice guy. do you do the workout how many times? Is it every day? Is it a couple times a week? If it's uh, I think it depends on the program, but I think like preseason 2.0 is every day. Okay, so you're pushing yourself that hard every Dude, day. Dude, it's, it's, it's horrible. It ain't like going to the gym every day. Hey, I'll go be disciplined and go to the gym every day. It's, hey, get your freaking butt kicked every day. Like, like you're training for something hard. <laughs> Ooh, do you, did you? Have you? Well, I was talking to... Okay, just 
just to be fair, this is not, yes, the, the mountain tough workouts are really tough, but those, they don't, this was extreme. I asked Weston at the hunt expo. I said, how, how often do you do an extreme workout like that? He's like, Oh, two to three times a week, because okay. he said, you, there's no way you could do this every day. I was going to say, and he said, no even two to three days a week is, is pretty tough. So okay. not, not every, the, the workout we did, that's not like a typical that was just one to push everyone. Like, yeah, but that was just a big group. for fun. I, I'm going to yeah. tell you why we partner with Mountain Tough is number one, we wanted to Bozeman, uh, pay our way up there. Just wanted to go on our own, uh, visit the facility, and I'm so impressed not only with their program but the humans and beings they have working there. Um, actually, back in the day when I contracted with Onyx, I spent a lot of time at Onyx, uh, five six years, doing their paid uh, digital, namely their social marketing program, and I worked with Ryan. And Ryan was internal in house, and he is now their CMO. And he, dude, he's an incredible dude. He's like, dude, you got to be a part of this. And so we came up there, and I, I've just been so impressed with not only the company but who they are and what their mission is, and it's to help, and it's to help it one another be better, kind of like First Forms, really. Yep. And very uh, similar. And uh, just that whole thing at the show, you didn't want to be last uh, that Friday morning workout, and. My team finished fourth. Aaron's was eighth or ninth. can't remember. But um, they penalized you at the end. You had to do wall sits for however, whatever your placement was. So we were fourth place, so we had to do four-minute wall sits. And then Aaron had to do eight minutes. Those were absolutely brutal, too, because the the, the hardwood floor was dirty, as you know, on a basketball floor. Oh, yeah, dirty. you just kept slipping. Kept slipping. Then if you slipped off the wall sit, everyone had to go and do, I don't know, what kind of push-ups those were. What are those called? I don't, I don't know. know. I can't remember. You lift your arms up. Every time you go down. Anyways. Um, and then we, once everyone finished, everyone helped the groups that were last catch up because they had 11 minutes wall sits. It was just a team environment where everyone helped everybody. Uh, we had a bunch of the Black Ovis boys there, Kobe Jorgensen, Ty Hines, one of their other guys. And uh, I guess I guess Kobe went and freaking hurled, like first lunges. <laughs> he hurled. And Devin did too. I heard Devin well, did. I said Colby was pounding a, a monster. Yeah, when he was before. pounding that mox, monster at 6 in the morning, I'm like, dude, that is You're not toast. a good idea. <laughs> You're toast. <laughs> that is not a good idea. Those things never help you before any workout, hiking, anything. <laughs> From watching you guys drink your energy drinks this year on Bonsai. No, People not a good idea. Sick. Not a good idea to drink an energy drink before you go kill yourself. Um, so, you know, we had a great out hunt expo. Uh, we, we wanted to get into... Uh, the coyotes ate my 207 inch buck and talk about that. But we just had to touch on this mountain tough, uh, new partnership, this coupon code, Mealy freak, use it, try it out. You won't regret it. It's only going to make you better. And guess what? It's going to be hard, but what, what things in life aren't hard that are worthwhile? Not many, none actually. So, uh, check it out. Uh, hunt expo was a huge success. Thanks to everyone who came out and visited, stopped by the booth. Um, we sold, we completely sold out of the game changer, uh, for the fifth time now, the the support's been overwhelming. We only had, you know, multicam left, and multicams went, you know, two days into it, and they were gone. And we're expect we're expecting a replan. Uh, that replan's hopefully going to be here somewhere between as early as three weeks, as late as eight. Um, but I'm telling you right now, the holster's coming, the guzzler's coming, the bow cover's coming. Um, there's limited quantities. We have two special colorways coming: one brand new colorway, two limited edition colorways. Um, grab one while you can. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a game changer or you want another one, grab one as soon as they become online because they're going to go quick. And we have dealers waiting to grab them too. 
Um, and we wouldn't be able to do this without all of you. So thanks so much for the support. It's, it's a great product. Um, and I don't think you'd be buying it if it, you guys didn't believe in it too. And you know, the, the merch that you guys bought at the show, it was great meeting all of you, uh, hearing your stories, hearing your feedback on the podcast, the films, the products. I just can't thank you guys enough. Ditto. Thank you guys. It was awesome meeting so many of you. Yeah. So, um, many, many thanks. Uh, we're going to be at the Idaho Sportsman Show next week too. So if you didn't get a chance to make it to the Western Hunting Expo, we'll be at the Idaho Sportsman Show. Uh, do you know the booth number off the top of your head? Can't miss us. It's a smaller show. I don't even know if they have booth numbers. Uh, okay. Well, it's a smaller show. Come pick up some stuff. Unfortunately, we won't have any game changer bino harnesses. However, we will have trifle glassing pads and rifle covers and trekking poles and then a bunch of discount stuff. So come, uh, come fill your bags and spend your paychecks with us. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the Coyotes ate my 207-inch buck. So we, we had the opportunity to hunt Colorado this year, um, and we'd, we, we'd kind of been eyeballing this unit. We'd, we'd heard rumors about this unit, uh, that it was a pretty good unit, and third season seems to be the, the unit of choice now since they moved the dates up. And, you know, I think right now is a good time to hunt Colorado just because uh, the reintroduction of Wolves A and B, CWD, and the rumor is that... Uh, CFW wanted to move these seasons up so they could kind of like knock the deer, deer populations down. So I don't think Colorado is going to be what it was. I think there's going to be a window here for the next two, three years. And then Colorado is not going to be Colorado anymore. So, you know, we decided to hunt Colorado. Aaron had the tag. We decided to pick up two OTC elk tags and see if we could, you know, try to find a reclusive uh, post-rut bull. But deer was a priority, obviously. We're, we're muley freak. Deer is a priority. And yeah, I don't know. I, we all, we all kind of said, we're going to kill a giant. We're going to kill a giant, but we didn't really know going in what to expect. We didn't have any bucks pattern. We didn't have any on trail camera. Um, we'd heard of a few in the area, but nothing really big. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't have a lot of expectations going in other than, you know, I've hunted Colorado. I've been in Colorado hunting third season you know three or four times now and and in utah hunting some late season deer as well and so i think just the expectation was anything can happen you don't you don't know what what's going to come out of the woodworks that time of year and so but if there's a time of year to hunt it's then yeah it and again i mean that's the time they start moving and big bucks make mistakes and yeah and so that's that was the expectation and just that yeah and we you know, day one, we were kind of getting a lay of the land, kind of learning some of the ground and uh, some of the mountain, and we saw does, and they were like dink bucks rutting them. It was kind of uneventful, really. And we just kept hammering the same spots that we believed uh, would hold bucks, and we just kept at it. And again, we we saw that buck, I don't know, was it the second day? First morning? It was the first, first night. It was the first night. First yeah. night, we saw that buck, and it was a respectable buck probably uh, you know initially when he's going away we thought he's much bigger but they always look bigger of course but when we got up on him he's like oh man this is a nice buck he's but he's probably a high 50s buck maybe mid to high 50s i don't think he was 60 he had one week fork and just a beautiful buck we had great footage of him and peyton and i were like oh man let's uh let's take some footage of him this is this is beautiful right here on the the skyline and then all of a sudden aaron's like oh okay i'm gonna get down like i'm gonna shoot him and then, so we're like, okay, yeah, that'll be cool. Get down like you're looking at him through the scope and you're going to decide to pass him. And then all of a sudden, Aaron started giving us uh, kind of a little bit of language where we thought, well, maybe he is going to shoot. He's like, you guys on him? And we're like, yeah, 
well, no, I was, but not now. Are you? And then I was like, well, maybe he's going to, maybe he changed his mind. He's going to shoot him. So I was like, no, I'm not on him. Don't shoot. You know, he's like, okay, are you on? Okay, I'm on him. Okay, now I'm not. And then he's like, are you on him? I'm like, yeah, I'm on him. Are you going to? Then we're like, oh, he's going to shoot. <laughs> and um, Aaron decided ultimately not to shoot. He had plenty of opportunities to shoot him, but maybe not at the same time I was on him or he might have shot him. There was uh, a one clip though when you're on your phone scope, you're like, I say shoot him. And yeah, it makes then you I laugh said, how you say it. <laughs> then then Aaron's like, Are you on? I'm like, I say shoot him. Then he then Aaron was unsure because you went back and forth, it felt like. Well, then and, you were like, I'm not move. gonna shoot him. There was him. one time you weren't on him and Peyton said, I'm on him, and I didn't shoot. I uh, there was well, I'm there glad was, you didn't. There was multiple times I, I could have shot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was it was fun to get set up on him. Um it, it was a pretty buck and I just, but, but ultimately, he kind of wandered off. And I'm yeah, going, and it was the first night. That was the biggest thing with me is the first night. And then I was like, I say shoot him because it, it se- he seemed excited. It's always fun to pull the trigger, right? Well, when you have a, the phone scope right on him that close, it's like, oh, that's going to make a really good kill shot. Right. So you're thinking, okay, at least it, it looks good. So Well, right. and it's that mixed with, like, you know, don't pass on the first day, what you'd shoot on the last day. And, but I had, I, I, you know, I've told both of you guys this, I had set in my heart that I want to shoot a big buck. I'd passed a ton of bucks that year. And yeah, well, I think too, after you saw Tron die and saw Janessa's big buck, I think it, in my mind, you were ready for your turn. That's how I felt. Yeah. And, and Peyton, Peyton had a good feeling for you too. It's like, Aaron's going to, Aaron's going to shoot a big one. I think everyone and, uh, was pulling for you and had, you know, good positive vibes for you. And I think that's all that was running through your head. So I, I think that's a big reason why it happened because everyone believed it was going to happen. I think, yeah. I think yeah. everyone did. Th- uh, everyone thought going to Colorado, we were going to see something big. Yeah. It was like, we're, we got to see something big. It's third season. It's a good unit. Um, it's our time. It's Aaron's time really. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> we, uh, just kept, kept at it. we, Mule was priority number one. Elk was priority number two. We saw a bunch of bulls, but nothing. In Colorado, it has to be four point on one side, I believe, to be legal. And there were bulls we could have shot that we we didn't really necessarily need to meet at the time. And turns out our dad was mad that we didn't. <laughs> a couple <laughs> people, Clint, too. Yeah, our cousin, too, wanted elk meet. And we would have shot one if we had known that at the time. But we just, I don't know. Man, elk are heavy. And even big ones and small ones, they're still pretty heavy and miserable to get out. And the, yeah. I don't know. Deer was the focus. So we decided to, you know, hit the western part of the unit, which was a small piece that we had access to that we could get in through some private. And, uh, you know, we decided to get out and walk and kind of go explore some of it, not expecting much, right? Yeah. It's not like there were tons of deer running everywhere right there. Yeah. And the first day we actually kind of drove up just to look at the area and it was like, oh man, this is thick as I'll get out. This is going to be not, not a great glassing spot, but definitely could hold something, you know, with how thick it was. And the the weather was, it was cold ish. It was super cold in the morning. Do you remember? Yeah. That Canyon, it was was freezing. But it then was it was like getting that, warm. Then it was getting warm. And then it was like super crusty, loud, obnoxious snow where the tracks were uh, kind of hammered. It was kind of all melted. So it wasn't really ideal conditions to not only kind of hike through, but also, I don't know, sneak through. And that area where hunting, we're kind of like still hunting almost. Like trying to hit little glass, little openings, still hunting through, trying to move slow. And that was day two, right? Yeah. Second, yeah. Second night, right? Yeah. yeah. S- second night. Kind of making our way through there. Uh, we glassed one 
we glassed one canyon for a while. That, yeah, and that saw, evening. yeah, and saw a respectable. I don't know, maybe not. It was one forty. Yeah, a small one forty buck um, with some does, and then kind of a little bit of rutting activity, and then we were kind of headed back. And then when we were headed back, here's where kind of the chaos ensued. There were like seven to nine does that kind of crossed in front of us. We thought, man, this is all of us. I think we're expecting to have a buck kind of pushing behind them. These were does we hadn't seen before. They were making it out of their bedding areas. And we were headed back to the truck, which was, I don't know, probably mile or so. Nothing too crazy. We're kind of hiking up this draw. And uh, we're like, what? How is there no does here? But they were kind of like looking back. And they were pushing. Like it seemed like. So that's what surprised me is like it looked like they were, you know, pushing forward. Like maybe something was behind them. But nothing ever came out. We sat there and watched them. Yeah. And it's like, what the heck? Where is this thing? But we got to the top and, you know, then all the does are off to our right. And it's like, where the heck? There's no buck. And I, I don't know if, I don't know if you two remember this, but we, um, I, I took a right oh, and yeah. I went, we went I kind of went down the, the wrong, I kind of went down the wrong, oh, yeah. the and wrong I, I came way. back and got you guys. Cause I, were you following him? I think we were, were going, following. and then well, we were both. We were like, still all together. Yeah, we're but, all together. And I'm like, I don't think you said. I don't think this is the way. I was yeah. like, I don't think so either. And then and, we, and, and then, and then guys, we kind of sat there for a minute, and then turned around. We're like, no. And then we went back the other way. And then you came and followed me back the other way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We just hooked. And hooked then over. these guys, I kind of was like, I don't know, kind of loafing ahead of you, probably I don't know, ten, fifteen yards or so. Just it was cold, so I was trying to walk faster because I was trying to get. A, stay warm, and B, get back to the truck and go eat. I had snacks on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had a feeling, a voice in my head um, said, look to your left. Like, I wasn't looking that way. I was just heading back, head. You know, when you're like, it's that late, you're just heads down, beep bopping. You know, you're not really, you're not expecting or anticipating a, you know, 207 buck to be off to your left at 80 yards. But I had a, vo- uh, a feeling and a voice in my head that said, look left. And I look left, it was so dark, I'm like, oh, well, the buck was just looking at me like like a football player with his neck kind of like cocked back, like, uh, you know. And I saw back forks, I saw mass, and then I saw one inline. And I looked over the other side and I saw more mass. And I saw at least one big fork. And we're looking at it right now as we're talking about this. I, I can tell, I couldn't see the triple prong on the front or or the double up top on the right. But I was like, man, that's a nice buck. But I didn't want to say shoot it because it, we only had five minutes left of the legal shooting light, so I couldn't see him great. And then you were still behind me, so I look back at you, and I'm like, pull out your gun. And you looked at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> Tur- turns out you thought I was, I don't know. I thought you were joking because you do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I always say pull out your gun. What did, what did you said, tell get, us? Actually, yeah, you do. You, get I, your gun. No, That's I, what you said. You didn't say pull out your gun. You said get your gun. You told yeah. us after the I fact. I joke all the time, yes, but I don't joke all the time. Hey, There's a big buck. buck. Yeah, you do. You say that all the time. Oh, big buck. Aaron told to get us a that he thought... I was in I on disagree. it. And he, I don't even Eric hunt starts, with you that much. Yeah, saying there's a big buck, and I was there to get the camera out to record the prank, but I wasn't. I didn't know either. Yeah. Hey, we don't even hunt together that much for yeah, you. Yeah, we do. To try you to do tell, that all the to time. try to tell everyone that lie. <laughs> what, what about hat trick? Both you shot the elk. You thought you were joking. Which one? Oh, it's yeah, because yeah, yeah, I screw around a lot. Yeah. I don't always say, "Hey, giant bear." Hey, giant buck. <laughs> you didn't, joke you didn't around. even say yes, big buck. I do joke around. You said, around. "Get your gun." That yes. could easily be a yeah. joke. You could easily see how serious I was. 
get your gun. And he looked at me like, yeah, I said, you're good get at playing. your gun out. And then like, I'm like, get your gun out. And then finally you took me serious. And then you started like, but you didn't know where he was. Cause I was like, I was trying to be like semi quiet. He was so close. I was trying not to move a lot. And so that's why I was, and you slipped it off really quiet, but then it was like, you're trying to figure out where I was looking. Well, yeah. Cause there's, I had a whole half, like I, I knew the half you were looking at of the mountain, yeah. but I didn't know. It was so close. So it wasn't where like, I, yeah. I couldn't. And like I was just, looking beyond where he hey, was at. Bush, dude. You, know, you don't like, expect him to be that I close. wasn't expecting him to be at 80 no. yards. And then I said, you know, right there in front of that tree. And then it was still hard because it kind of, there's kind of a dip right there. And you were kind of on the opposite side of the two track. Yeah. And I was on the close side of the two track. So you couldn't kind of see up that and over that, which made it tough too. And um, I, I never saw a tree. I still, to this day, I, I, I don't know. You what can tree. go back and look at the video yeah. and see it. It's a big white Aspen tree. He was just in front and of then it. You know how white stuff looks at night. Like you can't hardly yeah. see it. Well, I don't think, you didn't know where the buck was at that point. You just knew, hey, I got to get cameras ready. Well, I, I handed you the cam, the point and shoot camera, and I was trying to get long lens off the pack because you're saying there's a buck, so I'm trying to get that off as fast as I can when Aaron's getting his gun out. So, and then I was trying to get that set up, and I found him. Then you found him pretty quick. I found him pretty fast, and I and then thought I was recording. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah, let's talk about that. When when I took the camera off. Oh, let's talk about the mic going in on the DSLR first too. Uh, well, yeah, on our way back, it was a cluster. The our new mic just runs off one AA battery, so don't, you never know when it's actually dying. And it had been recording fine until we started hiking out, and that's when it started cutting in and out. But we didn't know that, so I'd handed the mic to Eric, and that's why in the video it like cuts out when Eric's saying "get your gun out" the second time because the mic just cut out. And I'm getting off the long lens, and usually when I'll pull off the long lens, I know I'm recording. I'll hit record, so it's already recording, so there's not a delay, especially if you guys are shooting fast. And I took off the um, the cap, and I got it set up, and Aaron's asking if he could shoot, and I have it on him. I th- and I'm hit. You can see me in the video from your angle. Like I hit the focus button. I'm sitting there looking at it. Yeah, like, you oh. had it. You just got nervous and hit it again. And I just. I think when I took it off, I just double tapped it or hit it again sometime. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just the instinct of hitting and it then, to record. And then I wasn't. I took my binos off the buck because I was now a cameraman and I was trying to capture Aaron's shot um, to make sure I got that angle. And so I couldn't see if the deer moved, what he was doing. Well, apparently he moved when you pulled the trigger. Uh, it was like simultaneous. So really quick, it sucks that the the, the audio cut out because I, I distinctly remember I said, is he a shooter? And then I found him in my scope and I said, shooter. Yeah, yeah, you said <laughs> Just, shooter. Yep, you said shooter. You and I didn't, I didn't want to make the shooter call for you. Yeah. So that I'm, I remember almost saying to you, need to look at him and decide. Yeah, it took a half a second. I said, is he a shooter? Found him in the scope, looked at him, said, shooter. <laughs> yeah, it was I remember that, that. I do remember that. But I, but I also didn't want to say, yeah, shooter, hurry, hammer him, because I, I didn't yeah. know. And yeah. I wanted to make sure it was what you wanted. I knew he, I knew he was nice based on what I saw. You know, now that I'm like staring at him right now during this podcast, that's exactly what he looked like to me. But like he's staring at me straight on. And he's he's not like super wide or framey. He's just got tines and main beams like crazy. And that's and what giant I, fronts. So I, it's not yeah. like I could be like, holy crap, that's a massive frame deer. Like I didn't get that impression. So that's a, that's why without examining him for, you know, 10, 20, 30 seconds, I, I looked at him and I saw the inline and I saw mass. And I was, that's when I was just like, okay, 
tell Aaron to get his gun out because he's close and we could lose his opportunity. Yeah. I wasn't like, let me examine him, you know? And I remember seeing him in the scope and what made me say shooter is I just saw a wall of antler. Um, he, he didn't look like crazy tall to me, but I just remember seeing a wall, a wall of antler, like an inline. Yeah. I remember seeing, I just couldn't tell what he had cause he had stuff going on, but I didn't know exactly what. And, uh, yeah, that was wow! What a cluster. That's what's um, sad about not getting the footage because I was getting pretty good looks at him. Yeah, I think I said bad. to you once he's good or something like that, and it's because I I had it on him and I'm the footage would have been great on that long lens. Of yeah, him. and so I I think I had the best understanding probably what he was because I was staring at the thing yeah. for twenty seconds at him. And I I tried to find him. I was just standing looking through the scope and I'm like, holy crap! I'm just you know it's a mid weight rifle, right? It's not. It's not a lightweight one I can just yeah. hold in my arms. Easy. So I had I had to kneel down and get, you know, steady. Yeah. And then that's when I looked at him and I was like, yeah. oh, man, shooter. 7 PRC, 24-inch barrel, 175-grain ELDX, I assume. Uh, one of Travis's builds. Um, yeah, I mean, you – and when you shot, I'm like, freaking missed him. Because I didn't hear whopper, whopper. Like, I didn't hear, like, tissue being displaced. Um, and he ran off like a startled deer until he made it probably 80 yards. And then he started doing like the scutter tail wiggle. Like, I don't feel good. That's what I'm like. And then the, that's a pain. It's like, I think he hit him. I'm like, yeah, he, he is kind of walking around that corner hit, but I sure didn't hear the bullet. That could be why we're so close to the muzzle. We didn't hear the whop and probably because you hit, I'm guessing low guts is my guess. Um, if we'd have heard a shoulder slap, I definitely think we'd have still heard the bullet. Yeah, I, th I think with I think with how you know he was his head was left. That's the way he stepped when I when I said shooter. I specifically remember him getting antsy and he started to sh take off, and that's immediately when I shot. Yeah. And so he probably he probably made it a step or two before you pulled the trigger. You realized he was getting ready to head out, and so that's probably why you're so far back, really. Yeah. And I don't know, again, I don't know how far back, you know, I don't, we don't I mean, know. We're he, was so, he was so eat, eaten up. We have no idea to tell. Where but the, there wasn't like, you know, gut matter. Every, that's no. what made the, tr you know, you the, thought brisket. So I was thinking dark, brisket. Yeah. I saw dark blood, you know, at first and, it was spotty dark and, blood and we didn't see guts, you know, hang, you know, with it. And so, and so that's why I was like, that's why the whole time I was thinking you kept saying brisket you didn't know exactly. We couldn't go back and look at the footage to see where. And this drew a lot of criticism, right? Because we were like, oh, you, sh you shouldn't shoot when it's too dark. Once a lifetime buck, it's legal shooting light at 80 yards, and you're not going to shoot because it's it's too dark to track him. Like, don't be ridiculous. Don't be a hater. Like, of course you're going to shoot that shot. All of us are going to shoot that shot. You're jealous of his buck, so just yeah, be quiet. Yeah, 80 yards at yeah, legal Everyone's going to shoot that. Everyone's going to shoot that shot. And I wouldn't change anything we did given the data that we had and the information we had at the time, because there were times we, first off, we picked off one speck of blood in the snow. We had snow. We're lucky we had snow. We saw where he went. Yes. But like, there wasn't a lot of blood initially. And there were three or four times where every one of us lost his blood and we wandered around for five, 10, maybe even 15 minutes at one point before one of us picked up another speck of blood. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like he was bleeding great. And then one thing I thought was interesting, too, and that's where we kept thinking dark blood, brisket shot, is there was less blood up higher on a tree. And I thought that was so weird. And it was full of hair on like this 
I don't know, four or five inch it was a pretty diameter good spot. pine. It was a great spot. But I'm like, you don't just like lean up against a tree. This bucket leaned against a tree. I'd never seen that before. Based on like the fur, the hair, excuse me, the hair that was against that tree and the blood and how it was laid, he literally laid against that to brace himself because he was feeling so ill. Yeah, it, it just it just made sense. Like he leaned against it. I've never seen an animal lean against something like a tree, for example. And it it was soon after that that we started picking up better yeah. better pools, multiple pools of blood. Not much sooner though. We still struggled. We yeah. still struggled after that big chunk on that tree. Yeah, but, but it, it wasn't, wasn't like blood spray on the tree. It was a lean. No. He leaned yeah. on the tree. Yeah, sure. You see blood spray on trees all the time, but you don't see like an animal leaning on a tree with hair. But it wasn't much longer after that that we found multiple spots. Yeah, and, it and we're like, oh, this get... is getting better. Yeah. But what? And I tell everyone on the sh- that have, has asked me about this on person or DM me. We were getting to this wide open bull of sagebrush, and I knew that we could potentially be getting closer to him, and I didn't want to bump him because. We'd have a great uh, opportunity for a follow-up shot in that wide-open sagebrush bull. Wouldn't you all agree? Yep. That's what I told people, too, when they've asked me about and it. And so it's like, okay, let's push him in the dark so we can't get another shot. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm like, no. Aaron's saying he thinks brisket. It does look like dark blood. There's been times there hasn't been great blood. The blood's looking better now. However, it's dark. Let's just give it time because if we push him to a spot uh, that... You know, we can't recover him on another piece of private or on, you know, somewhere else where we can't recover him. We're going to lose this deer, period. Never was I thinking, oh, man, this thing's going to be entirely picked clean by a uh, a pack of coyotes. Not, not crossing my mind. And no sooner, this is insane, no sooner did we say, hey, let's call it off, a coyote howled. Now, if you watch the video again on that part, you'll barely hear a coyote howl because they literally howled and Aaron says, oh, great coyotes like you literally manifested it (laughs) never have we ever killed an animal been like oh shoot we're worried about coyotes we've never been worried about coyotes ever you totally manifested that (laughs) oh shoot coyotes yeah i mean we saw the the thing is is we saw coyotes every day there multiple coyotes and so it i i you know i wasn't worried about it till we were there for a couple days and saw coyotes like crazy and then, of course, one's howling not too far away. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, but how like, often do people shoot things and leave them because it's too dark anyway, not safe? All like, the we'll time. We'll just pick it in the morning because it's going to be time. fine. It's cold. And the meat's free, not going to go yeah. bad. Happens I've done, all the I've done time. it before in a place where there's tons of coyotes. And have you ever and had an issue? The, both the deer were fine. We, me and Kai, it was like one of his first deer. Meat was good. We shot him at last light, left him, got him in the morning because we didn't have our packs. With, like, it was easier to pack out. And that morning. was probably even in October. It was in October. Yeah. yeah. It's warmer in October. So it's like... More risk and, for meat yeah. to spoil. And, and you still were fine. And you're, it was freezing at night, so we knew if the deer died, he'd be fine. And we were hoping he would die because we didn't know what the shot was. And like, yeah. you can watch any video you watch. Oh, you can leave him, give him a couple hours to die yeah. if you're not sure. So yeah. Yeah, had, my, everything we did, I thought we did the right thing. Too, 100%. So. My bull on the Manti in September... Like with yeah. bears, there's tons of bears there. Yeah, it's like he was fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't regret it one bit. I'm gonna interrupt this though, real quick, and and uh, tell you about this new digiscoping system we're using. It's the MagView uh, S1 for our spotters. Absolutely incredible. It's a little magnet that goes on the back of your phone, and you download the MagView app, and it's got a little white dot, and you just follow follow the the light in your spotter, and it's a quick, easy, painless, no phone cases anymore that's the biggest thing like i 
kind of got annoyed a little bit with my 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 case and my phone scope in my pocket in my bottom harness. It's just extra weight, extra room, and having this cover on the outside of your eyepiece for uh, your spotter is freaking sweet. So you can get 10% off if you guys want it. They were at the Hunter, the Western Hunt Expo. You can get, if you didn't get a chance to check them out, you can get 10% off. Use code MULIFREAK10. I'm telling you, the new S1 MagView digiscoping system is legit. Like, super impressed with it. And it's just a little magnet that goes on the outside of your phone. Quick and easy, light, not bulky, and makes for awesome digiscoping experience. So check it out, MULIFREAK10. So anyway, we pulled off on that. And there's kind of a little slope in the hill. Like he wasn't far from where we last, like I marked last blood. Wasn't far. Maybe, I don't know, we said 10 yards, but 20, 30. I mean, it wasn't far. I don't think it was 20 or 30. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was closer. I think 10 steps and he was maybe 10 yards away. Yeah, he was kind of off the slope of the hill though. So I think it was, it may have been a little farther, but either way we were close. Well, dogs drug him down further too. Oh, yeah. He, he died Good. up closer. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Fair. He was close, but we, we kind of backed out right there, started our search right there and he was right there. And I'm like, no way. And I could tell he'd been eaten right away. Like, cause I was higher than you when I first spotted him. I'm like, no way. There he is. I'm like freaking coyotes. Ain't him. And it, let me just share what was in my head when I saw him like, no, oh, that sucks. But I'm like, oh man, looks like a 160 type buck with a cool inline or two. And I'm thinking, wow. Dang, we probably killed him too young. That sucks. And then got closer and I got closer. I'm like, he's got freaking extras everywhere. I'm like, what the heck? And then I'm like looking at his main beams and mass and front forks. I'm like, this buck might be 190. And then I'm, I remember Peyton saying, yeah, I bet he is probably 190. I didn't, I didn't think he was, you know, when we, I first spotted him too, I was like, oh, I didn't think he was as big as he was because we only could see like yeah, what was the, the back left yeah, side. Yeah, and, and those are sh- those backs are probably the least impressive and part we're about like, it. We're like, oh, like, I'm like those aren't great backs. Okay, and then so you got closer and really got bigger. See. You can see that one inline in the cheater poking up in the video. That's what I saw. Just that but, left side. But again, I was thinking up. 160 buck with extras. Yeah, and, and we got to a yeah, buck we killed like, too oh, young. Yeah, 190. Yeah, probably. I'm like, geez, 190. Yeah, he'll get to 190 because he got all these extra. And then we got things. Gosh, it's a nice buck. We took photos and we did this, and we were disappointed that the meat. You know, Aaron, you're obviously really disappointed that we were you more disappointed with the meat being taken, or that you didn't push farther, or both? I think just a combination of both. Like the fact that we were so close, I think, is what really frustrated me. Yeah, that's a bummer. And I, free, I don't want to. I don't want to lose out on any meat. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'd been really picky that year and I hadn't, you know, shot anything. So that was my first, first animal on the year. And so I was really bummed. Yeah, the bigger the, the buck, the more meat, right? Yep. But that didn't last long. You know, I, you, you helped me kind of get out of my funk. I was pretty upset there for a little bit. Like, man, what, you know, I should have, I wish I would have made a better shot. Wish I would have pushed a little farther. Wish, you know, all these wishes. And it's like, whoa, that's, that's not how it works. You know, this, it was what it was. And, you know, I could choose to be grumpy and and miserable about it or i could you know change my attitude and you you helped me realize that and it's like then i started to say like oh what a beautiful buck holy crap i cannot believe this and uh anyway changed my attitude around and it's like buck of a lifetime yeah i think you were kind of upset going into that night too because the unknown where you shot him i'm like no we're fine it's a bullet it's a 175 grain eldx hornady eldx i'm like it 
wherever that thing hit is going to be okay. That that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And I know the anxiety, it's easier to say that than the anxiety of, uh, you had and wasn't my buck. So it's easier for me to be calm and collected, but I knew we'd find it. And when we did, I was like, Oh man. Yeah. I was disappointed too. But I was like, I, I just kept thinking given I went back to there's times we couldn't find blood. And I kept revisiting that and thinking, we're lucky to even found him. So I just put myself in like a grateful place, like, holy smokes, we found him. Yeah, he's eating. That, that's a bummer. But we found him. We didn't yeah, lose him. Exactly. You know, we were able to still retrieve him. And you got a little meat off of him. Yeah. yeah. I've seen some comments. Two like, front shoulders, backstrap. You, you've eaten it. It's been fine, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so He's I've, almost all gone, actually. Yeah. So I was just like, hey, th- we're, we're okay. Yeah. It's a it's a blessing we we got this and by a miracle we saved the cape too. Like we're sitting here in the shop right now, uh looking at his cape and Curtis was able actually our taxidermist Mount Mountain Taxidermist was able to take an inch inch and a half off the form, pull the cape and you can't even tell uh cuz the coyotes had actually started eating off the the one side of the cape was bad. It was starting to like where the hair was pulling out after it seems like an animal's been sitting there but he's got scars on the right side of his eye where the coyotes had clawed him and actually pulled at his face, too. So he's got some cool battle scars of where the coyotes started tearing at his face after he died. It's just a cool story all the way around. And then, you know, it's funny. We're hiking out, and we're shooting some cool footage. And uh, I sent a picture to Jonah, and Jonah goes, holy crap, you guys got to be kidding me. You guys just killed a 220 buck. And I, I get looking at him, started looking at him a little hard. I'm like, maybe he is. Maybe he is. Man, he's huge. And... And uh, we kind of like, no, there's no way it can't be that big. And we got back to the, we got back to the truck, and we had a rope, and we kind of rough taped him out, and we got, we just like couldn't believe. It. And we we're being really conservative. Obviously, it was a fat rope. The rope didn't bend like it should, and we got like two fifteen. And two, I was like two seventeen. Two seventeen. I remember with Aaron, I had all the lists. It's still in my notes app, and like. the the side they just kept adding up that left side. I was like, holy crap! And, and like, then I got to the end, and I put. Pushed it in, it was like 190 something. Aaron's like, wow. And I was like, I haven't even put an inside spread yet. Yeah. Like the last thing we put it in, we got 217, but it was a fat rope. And then yeah. you had Curtis. Score I was like, up. let's, let's, we should do this again. And you added it up again because we all didn't believe it. And you added it up again and got the same thing. And then we had Curtis, was it 207 he yeah. came up with? Yeah. I actually went and did a, a second time when I got home with a buddy, 209. And then Curtis, Curtis had his employee that's an official. BNC score and got 207. Gotcha. Either way, just an absolute giant buck, incredible story. Uh, and, and you know, it's a story I don't regret. I don't, it, obviously it's not my deer and it wasn't my meat, but I wouldn't have changed a thing if it were, were my deer. Like I'd have pulled out, I'd have came back. It was definitely the chances of losing the buck were higher than not hundred percent. And I would say way higher. And, uh, we got an incredible trophy out of it, an incredible hunt. There were some things we didn't get, meat, kill shot, um, some, and obviously internal, some internal things we all learned as a, as a company and, and a group that we could do better. But um, what a fantastic story. The coyotes ate my buck. Yep. Well, my next 200-inch my next, uh, buck, I, it's going to be a clean harvest, though, so. That that was a great experience and learned a lot and something I'll never forget. But bow or rifle? I don't want to do it again. It's gonna be a bow or rifle. Either one, I don't care. <laughs> but because there was a lot, there was a lot of a lot of heartache with that. Is what I'm saying. That night was I was so stressed and 
just wish I'd watched him drop in my scope and then to realize, you know, I, I made a good enough shot that he was dead right in front of us that night and did not to not run up on him. So, you know, part of the art of the hunt and what we do and the creative part, it's almost like unfinished business when A, you don't get the kill shot and then B, you don't recover it. And when I say recover, I mean, get all your meat too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like my funnest part for me is like getting a clean shot on kill, kill 100%. on film. That's like part of it. It's like, it's like painting something. That'd be like Joel Pilcher drawing something, only finishing three quarters of it. Yeah. That, that for me, that's like not getting the kill shot and not being able to find. Yeah. It hence why I was so upset, you know? Yeah. And so I mean, you, that's the same. You had reason to be same for me. And so I'm, I, I am grateful for this amazing deer right here. And it was an awesome experience and memory. And you learn, you learn something from every single hunt. And obviously we had a lot to learn from, from this one, but. What was your biggest learning takeaway from it? Biggest learning takeaway. I would say, um, probably, you know, I set the goal earlier in the year to, to kill a giant buck. And you ate I, a lot of tags. I ate a lot of tags because of it. We, I passed, I bet I passed 30 to 40 bucks last year. And I would say, I'd say that's what, uh, what got me this big old buck. I stuck with my goal and I stayed with it and, and, uh, there we are, but awesome. you can't, uh, you just, the other thing is just, you know, you can't, you can't change what's happened and you can only learn from it. So you know, and live with decide it. to make a, to keep a good attitude through it and, and then make changes afterwards. You, know? you can change how you, how you feel Yep. based on your attitude. hundred percent. Thanks for listening guys. Um, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Please leave a review. Um, we sure appreciate it. Uh, check out MagView products, Muley Freak 10, check out Mountain Tough Fitness, code is Muley Freak, six weeks of free stuff. Please watch our website. We will have game changers holsters and guzzlers in the all new bow cover coming soon uh they're going to sell out quickly we'll have a few select dealers carrying them so watch for their stuff too if you'd like to support them directly uh can't thank all you guys enough the the, the booth was hopping it was shoulder to shoulder uh there wasn't a time that it was slow and, and that's a, a huge thanks to all of you at the western hunt expo uh, hope to catch you on the next podcast and also potentially see you at the idaho sportsman show thanks guys catch you on the next one